as long as you're persistent in whatever you're doing or persistent in whatever you're doing, that's what's going to take you further than anything else. Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. This is the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Travis Ziegler, who is the founder of Profitable Pineapple Ads, as well as a recovering optometrist turned e-commerce <laughs> entrepreneur. So Travis has done a lot of amazing things. We're going to be diving into a lot of those. First of all, he has an amazing story as a brand builder and a seller, but then also he has an amazing uh, business where he actually helps Amazon sellers grow their business. So Sean, let's dive into this. Travis, so stoked to have you on the show today. Uh, this is going to be my favorite interview all week, I can promise. And it's just Monday, but I'm looking at the schedule Every single time I've interacted with you, you just have that cool demeanor like, hey, I'm Travis. I'm doing Travis things. If you don't understand, then stay out of the conversation and get out of my way. I beat me at the uh, Billion Dollar Seller Summit for present presentation. I still have my feelings hurt over that. We love your business at Profitable Pineapple. Love the brand story, like Seth said, and we want to dive into that. And obviously, folks, if you're listening on the podcast, check the show notes find out how to learn more about uh, Travis and his awesome company. And then if you're watching this on social, just look at the, at the description under the video, Travis, without further ado, my friend, tell us who is Travis from house Ziegler. Well, first of all, Seth and Sean, thanks for having me on. Thanks for that introduction. That was great. And um, yeah, I did beat you in billion dollar seller summit. So I'm going to brag <laughs> a little bit about that. So I have to, um, but Seth, you know, alluded to it a little bit. I'm a recovering optometrist. So I'm actually an eye doctor. And I graduated in 2010 from there and practiced for about seven years. And so I was the typical entrepreneur. I went to work for somebody else as an optometrist, felt this itch to do more. So we actually did the three things you're not supposed to do. We got, we, we quit our jobs. We moved from Ohio to South Carolina across the country. And then we actually started two businesses and that was two practices. Well, I went from seeing six patients an hour to about one an hour. And then when that happened, I got bored like every entrepreneur. So shiny object syndrome, I heard of a course called Amazing Selling Machine, took that course, it taught me how to sell on Amazon, which then helped me build my business with my wife called I Love. And what we do is we focus on dry eye products. So we focus on a person to serve that was around a postmenopausal female. And we kind of built that up. It did about 5.5 million last year, and it's on pace to do even more than that this year, except we've stocked out of a lot of things, but I still think we can beat it. And then um, as a result of that, people were asking us to help them out with their Amazon businesses. So we started profitable pineapple ads. So that is a long story, very short. <laughs> I love it, Travis. So not only, um, and it seems like this happens a lot with entrepreneurs, you know, you have this itch and you start a business, but then when you're in your business, you see that the people that you're serving, um, you know, need help in a certain way. But then also there's always these other things that kind of like you always are, you have your eye open for opportunity always. So Travis, how did you go from, um, you know, an eye doctor to running a business selling uh, eye care products to then now you run a business helping other Amazon sellers. And how did that transition happen? So the, the funny thing is we actually, when we took Amazing Selling Machine and the course, we actually were a sunglass company and we built the sunglass company up to be about, I think it was 3.5 million in its prime. And now it does nothing. So we haven't focused on that business anymore because we switched that focus to the, the dry eye line. And I was at a conference once, and this is the importance of going to events because you never know the person you meet 
what's going to happen with that relationship. You never know with just hearing one thing. I always try to get one thing from conference. And when I get that one thing, I'm like, I'm done with the conference. I'm just going to go meet people now. <laughs> and it's that one thing that can propel your future to who knows what it's going to be. So I'm at this conference and there's a doctor up on stage getting drilled with questions about his, how he practices and sells online. Well, he is a practicing practitioner and he was selling all these holistic products that were not his. And finally, somebody was just like, well, you're the doctor. Why don't you just make all your own products? And it was just like, oh my gosh. So I went back to my practice, saw everything I sold. And <laughs> one by one, we started private labeling everything that we sold to our patients online. And there was one product in particular called Avanova. Avanova is an eyelid cleanser that you just spray on your eyelids. I actually have our brand right here, but you just spray it on your eyelashes and eyelids. And what it does is it helps make your eyelids healthier and makes your eyes feel more comfortable and refreshed. And so people that battle dry eye, actually they stem from eyelids. And so one of my patients came in, I sold like 10 of these a day. And one of my patients came in, they said, they just changed the price of this from $30 a month to $300 a month. You're the entrepreneur, do something about it. So three days later, I was on the phone with a manufacturer. Seven days later, we were in production. And so that was the birth of our dry eye brand. So we went from the sunglass company to a dry eye company all because of that one thing I heard at a conference and then my patient saying, you're the entrepreneur, fix this problem. And that led to where we are today. And in that process, I hired four Amazon PPC agencies and they all were quite awful. And <laughs> they just spend a lot of money and the ROAS went, it tanked, it went, it, it just went to the bottom. And so that was when I was like, I gotta figure this out myself. And I did it along with one of my best friends from college. We figured out how to run really profitable Amazon PPC ads. And now that was the, the precipice. That was how we started the agency. And that was about four years ago now. So it's kind of, it's crazy how everything evolves. But if you just listen, you'll be surprised by where life will take you. <laughs> just listen. You heard it from uh, Dr. Travis <laughs> Ziegler himself. Don't know if there's any relation to Zig Ziegler, but I believe it's a different spelling. But I love different the name. Spelling. So. Here's what I'm taking from this. So you are, you're an eye doctor, right? And you're bored. You're seeing one patient per day. So you scratch your entrepreneurial itch and you start selling sunglasses on Amazon through one of the amazing selling machine courses. Then you had a grander vision, pun intended, and decided to go after a problem that persisted with a, with a, a product called Avanova. And so you launched your own product. At a, at a good price, but good quality based on something you heard at a conference and then had a request from an existing patient said, hey, you're the entrepreneur, you're the entrepreneur, you're fix it, right? And it took you a whole seven days to get this product launched. Why so long, Travis? I mean- Not, not launched like in production. <laughs> oh, production. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> seven days is a long time. So um, yeah, did I get that about right then? That's perfect. <laughs> Okay, great. So if you're a seller out there, and, and as you know, the Post Purchase Podcast goes out to a lot of Amazon sellers. I think a lot of sellers out there, Travis, are experiencing some of the exact same pains that you struggled with in the beginning. Like, yes, maybe you had a successful sunglass brand, but then you were able to pivot into what you're doing now, over $5 million per year. What would you say for those folks out there who are struggling because, you know, they're kind of maybe afraid to shift gears, maybe afraid to pivot into something else in the same category, a little bit afraid to use sponsored ads. And that's really who we're serving out there with the post-purchase podcast are these third-party FBA private label sellers. Travis, what do you say? 
There's two things. There's actually two things. Number one is persistence. As long as you're persistent in whatever you're doing or persistent in whatever you're doing, that's what's going to take you further than anything else. I actually just read your your two, Sean and Seth's book, and you guys actually said that as well. You guys <laughs> talked about how being persistent is probably the number one thing that you can do in your business. That's what my wife and I did every day. We showed up. We did this the amount of work that you needed to do and no more. You don't you can always be doing something, but just know when to shut it off, but be persistent in one thing. So ours was creating an audience. Creating an audience is my number 2, but it's also going to persistence as well. So creating an audience of someone that you want to serve, not just like who you think you should serve because you will burn out. We wanted to focus on dry eye customers because we saw the relief of when you solve somebody's dry eye, what it can do for them. It can create economies because these are people that are debilitated. They cannot go to work anymore. They can't take care of their family. And when you solve their dry eye issues, then they can go back to work. They can take care of their families. So you can have impacts on entire economies as a result of fixing a disease. And so that's why we focused on it because we take a different approach than most doctors. And we persistently did that every single week. And we did this by coming out with a YouTube video weekly, a blog post weekly, and then we go live in our Facebook group weekly. What that caused is absolutely nothing for six to 12 months. Nobody <laughs> came to our videos. Nobody came to our Facebook lives. Nobody showed up to our blog. But then slowly, Google saw we were real. YouTube saw we were real. So did Facebook. Then we organically started reaching people and people started following us. We built our YouTube subscriber list. It got shut down, but we built it up to 50,000 subscribers before it got shut down. Our blog was doing 200,000 hits per month before it got shut down. And then our Facebook group is still alive and it's got about 17,000 followers. The reason it got shut down, because I know that's the next question, is because we sold our company last June. We still run it, but we sold it last June. And um, the parent company didn't like the blog and YouTube channel, they thought it was a little too risky of us talking about disease and selling products. And okay. so that's why they wanted it shut down. But we built those audiences with persistence by just showing up every single week. And we became friends with some of the people in our group. We created these raving fans and they'll buy anything we put out as a result because they know, like, and trust us. And we know, like, and trust them. And they've become more of a family than, than just customers. And so being persistent and creating an audience of people that you actually want to serve. That's kind of the key thing. Wow, Travis. So um, us, Sean and I talk about building an audience every single week and a lot of Amazon sellers, um, and you've seen it before yourself, you know, they focus on creating transactions and they never think about the person on the other end of that transaction. They never think that these people are all struggling with the same problem. And there's really a community there, an audience there that you can serve in a big way. They just think, how can I tweak my ads? So then Amazon produces another bit of uh, code that looks like a transaction and I get paid. But we like to engage that customer after the fact. You're saying build the audience, give value, create value. But I know at the end of the day right now, Travis, the, the biggest lever that you can pull for Amazon sellers um, from your perspective is through Amazon ads. So, Travis, like what is it like what is it about ads where you can gain like an advantage as profitable pineapple? But then like um, as a seller, um, what is it that I should be looking at? Like where's the biggest mistake that you're seeing consistently? So the, the biggest mistake that I see with Amazon PPC specifically is that sellers don't follow one strategy. 
they hear this on a podcast, they hear this on a YouTube channel, and they hear this. And what they do is they mix all these strategies, but there's no one strategy that they're following. And the strategy that I like to follow around Amazon PPC specifically is the 80-20 rule. So everybody knows the 80-20 rule. Most people do. It's Pareto's principle. It's where 20% of your work produces 80% of your results. 20% of your products produce 80% of your revenue. The same thing can apply to anywhere in life and gardening in it as well. But 20% of your, that's where Pareto got it from is, yeah. is his bean crop is 20% of his seeds. were producing 80% of his crop. So 20% of your search terms in Amazon PPC are producing 80% of your results. So what if you peeled back everything and focus on that 20% and that's it. Focus on that 20% of search terms that's creating the results and your profits will skyrocket, but you'll also be so focused on that that it will increase your keyword ranking. And that's what you want in Amazon ultimately. So from an Amazon PPC specific standpoint, that's the number one problem I see. But the second problem I see is diversity. You have to have diverse traffic to your Amazon listing. That is why I hired you two, because you bring another diverse traffic source to my Amazon channel. Amazon loves diversity. So we, as an agency, we help people with Amazon PPC, but we also do DSP, which is demand side platform. That's just another diverse traffic source. We also do Google ads. And so not to, not to rub it in, Sean, but to create a moat around your Amazon listing. That was my title at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit. <laughs> so <laughs> we create this moat around listings with PPC, with DSP, with Google, and a little bit of Facebook. I don't like Facebook and TikTok as much because it's interruptive marketing. A lot harder to get a ROAS that's good, a return on your ad spend. Where Google, you can start to get up a little bit if you use the right keywords. But when you start sending this diverse traffic, and then you add email list, YouTube channels, blogs, and then what you guys are doing with text messaging and with email, that's when the magic happens with Amazon. It's not just PPC. It's not just ads. It's diversity of traffic going to your listing, pumping up your rankings. And so what we do as an agency is we help with PPC, DSP, and Google, but then we tell them, hey, go check out the guys at Post Purchase Pro. Go check out this influencer who's in your space, but don't make that a transactional relationship either. Build a relationship. Go build your audience. Here's some training that I have that's free on that. So that's that's what we recommend is we don't just do advertising for them. We also give them best practices in other areas too. I love that. So this is a, a complete, robust, all-encompassing approach to diversification of traffic because, you know, uh, Travis, like, you know, we, we all, or we always like to use the phrase that you, if an Amazon seller, the only tool he has is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? So what you're doing is you're bringing that traffic in from multiple sources back to Amazon and, and to quote you or paraphrase, that's what Amazon likes and being persistent with that and audience building. You know, we didn't have this conversation before the call, but I wish we had it because I could really elaborate on that a lot. Your, your cousin with the same uh, last name spelled with an A, Zig Ziglar says, character produces endurance and persistence when the going gets tough. Not when it's easy. Life truly is an endurance race, not a sprint. It was character that got us out of bed, commitment that moved us into action, and discipline that enabled us to follow through. And I think your story is telling the exact same thing, Seth. Yeah, exactly. So, Travis, one of the things that I wanted to highlight to uh, today was on your website, you say, 
Amazon PPC is like your 2007 Chevy HHR, which is kind of like a an old PT Cruiser, right? But hey, hey, watch your mouth. I had the HHR, and it was not a PT Cruiser. Go ahead. my teenage daughter. But Amazon DSP is like a 2022 Tesla Model X. It's got faster acceleration. It drives better, and it's a package that's ready to race. So, why do you say that, and why are you so excited about DSP? DSP is very untapped because in order to, number one, use DSP straight through Amazon, it's $35,000 a month minimum to spend on that. And most most sellers aren't going <laughs> to spend that just to test out an advertising channel. So the nice thing is when you come through an agency like ours, we can test it with as low as $5,000 a month. But the beauty in DSP is it's especially great for consumables. Consumables, it's good for everything, but consumables are really where the bread and butter is with DSP. Because let's say your product has a life cycle of 30 days. What you can then do is advertise to your people that have already purchased from you, but they haven't bought in the last 30 days. High ROAS, very, very low, low hanging fruit. This is, this is ROAS. I have a, a one client that we're getting at 20 ROAS because all we're doing is focusing on their customers because they have a huge customer list. This is a, a you know eight, multi-eight-figure company. And so their customer list is so big that we're only focusing on that remarketing, that, that part that they haven't bought in the life cycle of the, the thing, and we're trying to get them on subscription. So that's number one. We have a 20 ROAS with that customer. Now, that's a very sexy ROAS, but we're only going after that segment. And so it's a very high ROAS because of that. The next one up is retargeting. And so this is people that have been on your listing, but they didn't purchase. Still going to be a high ROAS, higher than, than most advertising that you're going to do because they've already seen your listing. And so let's imagine for a second that you're in line for the grocery store. You have like a 10-minute wait. So you pull out your phone. You're shopping on Amazon. You click a couple products, but then it's your turn. So you never hit purchase. You put your phone back in your pocket because it's your turn to check out in the grocery store line. You check out. You completely forget about that product. But then later that night, you're on Facebook or you're you're on, you know, choose your news channel of choice, Fox News, CNN, whatever. All of a sudden, that product pops back up. That's DSP. So then you're like, oh, yeah, I remember I was going to buy that. So you click it and buy it again. So that's kind of the next level of the funnel. And then we can go after competitors. So we can actually, this is, the ROAS is going down as I'm talking. So competitor conquesting is another thing. You can go after, I can go after my, my one competitor, Avanova. I can go after people that have bought them and showed up on their listing. And that's wow. what you can do with DSP. And finally, that top step is, you know, brand awareness. So you can go after people that are shopping for dry eye, shopping for size, shopping for the problems that your product solves. Again, ROAS is going to be going down. So when you get to that top, you're at like a 0.5 to 1 ROAS. But at the very bottom, you're at a 20. And so what we always do with clients is we start at that bottom and then we work our way up as budget allows us to do that. So DSP can be this huge accelerant on to your, your Amazon platform. And when we implemented it in, I think it was 2019, of uh, the fall of 2020, it like added 100,000 on a $10,000 budget to our top line. And so it just accelerated us really quickly. Our subscriber count shot through the roof. And then we continue to see that with clients. They come to us, they have consumables, they have, they're already doing, you know, 100 to $500,000 in sales. And we just add, that low budget DSP, and we instantly boost them because of that high ROAS that we can hit from that bottom of the funnel. Unreal, Travis. So 
Um, and for today's format in the post-purchase podcast, we're out of time, but the good news is we're going to have you on a dedicated webinar in the very near future where we're going to jump into the weeds about your building a moat theory, along with what is it exactly that, that profitable pineapple ads can do for me as an Amazon seller and what makes you different from other agencies out there. If you want more information on Travis and what he's doing at Profitable Pineapple, easily just go to ProfitablePineapple.com or look at the notes below this video. Or if you're listening to this on the podcast, check out the show notes. Uh, Travis has already uh, told me he's going to build a, a particular landing page with an, uh, what was the offer again, Travis? Uh, we're going to give you guys a free course on what I'll be talking about a little yeah. later. I love it. So <laughs> a free course from Travis of House Ziegler himself. And you're going to have that in the show notes or below this video in the very near future. Travis, I cannot commend you enough, my friend, for saying be persistent. Keep showing up. Be top of mind. Don't quit because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it right. And the importance of building an audience. Because even if it's not your audience, Travis is going after his competitor that basically launched his business called Avanova. And now you're retargeting those folks who search for Avanova. So my advice is go find out more about Profitable Pineapple Ads, Travis Ziegler. Don't compete with him, folks. I've been there. It doesn't end well. Just ask Avanova, Seth. Yeah, definitely, Travis. So thank you so much for joining us on the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. Travis, before we get out of here, um, we always like to ask a couple of little fun questions. So first and foremost, what is your favorite business book? And on the backside of that, what has been your favorite purchase? Maybe a splurge, maybe not. What do you got, Travis? So Profit First, I'm going to go a little different and go with Profit First by Michael Michalowicz. I read it every January. And the reason <laughs> I like it is because it's it's one of those books that teaches you how to make your business profitable from the get-go. And every Amazon seller needs that. And so that's something that I believe that you should invest in because it's well worth it. And I love Michael Michalowicz. I have all his books and all his books are amazing. And I'm it. sure you guys have both read Profit First. I have Seth forced it on me a few years ago and you know, it was really profound actually taking your money out first and making sure you make a profit. So um, as you know, when we first got together, Seth's first question, when I presented the Amazon opportunity, I'm like, look, I did 250 grand in sales. He said, did you make any profit? I'm like, I don't know. How do I know if I made any profit? So that's CEO started, over COO right there. <laughs> exactly. So what, what is your favorite splurge purchase that you've made besides that cool hat behind you? The, the cool hat, actually, the, the, the painting was a splurge purchase too, but um, I'm going to go with my, we just bought a house. So that is my splurge that we did last week. We actually bought a house. So we'll be moving into that at the end of August, we decided to build. So that was my splurge. Well, Travis is no longer homeless. Great. And I just have to assure you that the, uh, the background behind Travis is legit. It's not one of those virtual backgrounds, right? That's a, yeah. that's a pineapple. That's the low hanging fruit that we talk about. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I'm tired of seeing the uh, the San Francisco Bridge, you know, over the San Francisco <laughs> Bay on Zoom calls. Travis, it's always a pleasure, man. You're so much fun. Love your personality. We love what you're doing. We give it uh, uh, four thumbs up between Seth and I, and we strongly suggest you check out Profitable Pineapple. At the very least, guys, Travis is going to give you his course on how to do ads properly with Amazon, how to build audiences and stay persistent. Thank you so much, Travis. You've been a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate you guys having me on. All right.